0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference.
1: Hi there. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are so grateful, so thankful to be here sitting in this week of Thanksgiving with you as we're looking at the different things that God says in his word. We've been having so much fun uh, looking back at the things that have really spoken to Deb in my heart and then sharing them with you. And of course, it is Thanksgiving week. Man, we couldn't let the week go by without looking at the fact that God says be thankful. Mm -hmm. And wow, I mean, I I can't help but read that and say, I have so much to be thankful for this year. And just truly, honestly, just want to start out. I think I'm just going to say I am thankful for all of our listeners, all of those who have joined us on this journey. Thank you uh, for being here with us. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your love for the word of the Lord and the way that encourages us. Um, We are truly uh, grateful people here and we just want to thank you for being a part. So Deb, I know you have, uh, you would share those same sentiments and have perhaps some other things to share that you're thankful for this year as we celebrate Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. God's expanding our family even more. We have um, two grandbabies already. But we had a, another grandson born in October. So Dana Madeline welcomed Liam James Ason Kiever. And he could not be any cuter. He's so cute. <laughs> so he's a real answer to prayer. And um, it's just fun. It is yeah. so fun to have that little um little baby to hold. I know that won't last too long, but we uh-huh. are we are really, we are just very, very thankful. And you know, when I when I think of the journey our family has been. On in the world of trusting God to grow our family. I, I'm just thankful that he has met us in the hard yeah, and he is continues to meet us in some, Amen. Hard, but uh-huh. he has this, he is sovereign and he has this divine purpose. He's writing chapters of our story. And and even in the chapters that have been tough, uh, his presence has been there. He's revealed things about himself in those hard chapters that um, I don't know that I would have received if everything had gone my way. And I'm starting to see glimpses of God's plan, uh, the bigger picture. And I'm just, I'm so grateful, Laura, that we can trust him for the yes, whole the whole story, right? He knows how our our lives are going to be all the way through and how they end. And I feel like this has been a year of um really having to choose to thank him when it's been confusing when it's been frustrating when it's been fun we've had the whole gamut and and i'm looking at this november looking back and i am very grateful for his presence Mm -hmm. through all of those seasons but i find it interesting Laura, that he has to tell us to be thankful he has to tell us i mean you would think that it's natural response, but it's not, you know, I spent a lot of time raising a, um, like raising a granddaughter, watching her while her parents work. And, you know, even though she's not using many words yet, it still teaches her say, thank you. Say, thank you. Say, thank you. Why do we have to say that 3000 times? Because that's not the first thing they think about. That's right. It's definitely a learned or um, it's well it's something you learn. It's not something that I think is your natural yeah. response because otherwise God wouldn't have commanded it uh, to us to be thankful. I think of first Chronicles 1634, give thanks to the Lord for his good. His love endures forever.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you were to look up the word thankful or thanksgiving or grateful or gratitude in the word in a concordance, there are so many scriptures that reference or talk about the fact that we are to be giving thanks to God in every season, just like you just referenced in your story there, Deb. Um, it is a command that when we are praying, we're to be thankful, that when we are rejoicing, we are to be thankful. Uh, at all times, we are to be people who are constantly giving thanks. And I, I do, I'm with you on that. I think that we are just in a place um, where we need to make sure, A, that we are exemplifying and modeling gratitude before our kids and the next generation in order to teach them uh, to say thank you and send out the cards and acknowledge the person who gave the gift because I really do agree with you on that um thankfulness I'm gonna it's not a natural instinct and that kind of makes me think, thankfulness is not of the flesh. (laughs) It's it's not just what we're born with, right? We are born in sin. It is not part of that story. It is something that is nurtured. It is something that is taught and it is something that is shown by example.
0: I think these days there's more of an entitlement mentality. I deserve this. Therefore, that's why you gave it to me versus uh, really everything that God's given us. None of that have we ever been deserving of.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and so many things in our day to day that we just assume somebody should do for us, Mm -hmm. that that's a very selfish, very fleshly kind of perspective. And we lose sight of the time and the effort and the expense that might have gone in for the other person to give that gift. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, especially costly gifts. And I'm not talking about necessarily a financial costly gift, but something that Took some effort. You know, I think, yep. gosh, we are, you know, you and I love Amazon, and, and there's <laughs> nothing nicer than picking a gift and having Amazon ship it to somebody. But do you remember growing up, Laura, where the gifts were, we didn't have a lot to work with and yep. they were well thought out, and maybe you made gifts yep. for people. I think one of the most maybe costly gifts I think of as a kid, looking at it now, right? I mm-hmm. didn't see that at the time. But appreciating it now, when I was a little girl, my dad made for me a little wooden kitchen set with mm. li- with literally a sink that had l- water came out of some kind of reservoir from something because you could turn the water off and on. Oh, wow. And he made it for me, though. Wow. Yeah, and he, that's he amazing. He was a school teacher, and then he had a list. I had no idea he was making it. So what mm. was the cost? It was mm. probably sleep. Yeah, you know? exactly. He probably had it in the garage and yeah. You know, that wasn't his first, like woodworking was not his normal thing, but he designed it and he made it. And I think that that's a costly gift. You know, now that I look at, man, my downtime is very valuable. I don't know that I want to go figure out how to make a kitchen set. That's right. That's that's why they have Amazon. That's right. That's That's why they have Amazon. You know, but that was a costly gift my dad gave me.
1: Yeah, and I think Debbie, at that time when you received that gift, you were probably very thankful because it's something you wanted, right? But I think that now, as a as an adult, you are even more thankful for yes. that gift you know it's not you're not using it now but just the reflection back and i think about that too and and it's funny because right we're, we're in thanksgiving week and we know that the christmas trees are already up at the mall and and who knows santa claus is at the mall all that kind of good stuff but as we think about christmas um i remember wanting a cabbage patch doll and i bet there are plenty of our listeners that also wanted cabbage patch dolls <laughs> in the same year that i did because it was the gift of the year oh. and i remember hearing afterward, I mean, I woke up in the morning and there was a Cabbage Patch doll under the tree. And I remember, right. oh, I'm so thankful. Like I was happy because I got the doll I wanted. It wasn't until years later when I heard the story of the Cabbage Patch doll, right? How everybody wanted the Cabbage Patch mm-hmm. doll. And you just referenced the computer. You know, when I needed a, a unique gift, I'm all over every website trying to find it and every state in every country, they didn't have that. It was, it was, it was at the toy store, KB toy store or Toys R Us. That's where it was. And you were in line on Black Friday trying to get it. That's right. And the people who got the Cabbage Patch dolls, they typically paid an additional $50 for the Cabbage Patch dolls. So it wasn't until later in life, I was made aware of the cost of the Cabbage Patch doll. And I have the Cabbage Patch doll still. Um, and it's just interesting because while I was so happy and so thankful, the gratitude that I feel now toward my parents for going all those extra miles for me, um, man, that's a totally different thanks, thanks, sense of Thanksgiving that I feel about it.
0: You know, I had a, a flashback moment of how I had not been grateful in high school But Uh, I figured it out when I was a mother. uh, Um, When I was in high school, my youth group would take our youth group to Creation Fest, uh, you know, which if you're not familiar with it, it'd be like a Christian Woodstock, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people camping to hear bands and speakers out on a hill that they call Muddy Run because it always rains. And we did this for like through my high school years, like middle school, high school. And I loved it. But the food always showed up like it just showed up. on Yeah, the table. yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and I didn't have to worry about it. I mean, I was just having a great time with my buddies and now I'm hungry. Oh, here's here's lunch. So now let's move forward to I have teenagers and our youth group went and the youth leader said, you know, would you come? And I said, yes, it's you run the teenagers. I'll run the food. I was basically the camp mom. Oh, my word. Four days. Feeding thirty people. Oh wow! Out of coolers. Wow! Right, coolers and grills, and and most of them are teenagers. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. The cost
0: of that, that the whole experience, (laughs) the shopping, the transporting, the um, I don't even know that I heard concerts or speakers because I was always prepping the next meal Mm. for these teenagers that Mm -hmm. showed up. And just ate. Well, I remember going back up into Philly to see my parents and I went next door. This is where my youth leaders were. And I sat down on their couch and I said, I need to apologize. Mm-hmm. This is like 25, 30 years too late. I said, but thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All oh, your yeah. Years
0: of prep for creation. Fest. I had yeah. no idea if wow. I had known it. I would have thanked you better. I probably said, wow. thanks for the dinner. <laughs> right. Like, like really That's like right. thanks for the dinner. That's but right. now I feel like I should kiss your feet. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh, the yeah. gratitude was, was such a big deal. I think it's the same yeah. way with God. You know, when we were first Christians, we were so grateful for, you know, salvation, the, the love that he, the forgiveness the second chance he gave us, but man, the more you grow, the more you get to know, yes. like really know him intimately, yes. personally, experientially, the gratitude just starts to flow from within. And it, it's just so much, so much greater because you're realizing how much he's done for you.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. So today we're going to look at a story in the Word of God. We just love that. And um, we're going to be in Luke 17. We're starting in verse 11. And it's really a story about. Well, honestly, it's a story about so many things, but today we're gonna look at it from the perspective of having a grateful heart or being thankful like God calls us to be. So it says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when they saw that he was healed, he came back praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus's feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has only one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now I do have to stop here real quickly and say in uh, toward the end of that story, when Jesus says, has no one returned to give praise to God, except this foreigner, that word for praise is a word that encompasses praise and thanksgiving. So Jesus was saying, has only one come back to praise God has only one come back to say, thank you to God, except this foreigner. But as we're reading this story, you know, perhaps it's a familiar story to you. There's 10 men here. They have a big, big challenge. Like this is a huge challenge. They have leprosy. Not only was it a disease that would eat their skin and take their life, it was Painful to go through this, and it was very isolating. If you know about leprosy in New Testament days, you had to live outside of the town with other lepers because it was extremely contagious. You were considered unclean, and you would never see your family again. Like this is the end. No more job that you used to have, no more family that you used to have. You can't sleep in your own bed ever again. You are taken out of the city. And you are forced to live with other people who are having the same struggle as you. In fact, when you came into any proximity of town or other people, you had to cry out from a distance uh, the words "unclean, unclean." Like I cannot even imagine uh, what that must have felt like, Deb.
0: I mean, emotionally, emotionally. Just picture it large. Just put yourself back in that that Bible story, and you are with a loud voice, right. With an elevated voice shouting the very thing that you're ashamed of the very thing, the label that God has played that not God, that people have placed on you appropriately. So, I mean, we get it, you know, it's, I mean, Oh my goodness. It's not certainly not the same as early COVID days when you were like unclean I've been exposed, right. It's kind of like a, a different, different, our experience with that, but you're running you see people running away from you because they're afraid of what you have and you get it i mean you the reality that you have this leprosy is is very real it's your everyday experience but people are terrified of you and so that separation not only the physical for people that really long for the touch there's no more touch the emotional pain there's no more family and then here comes jesus and you've heard stories you've heard stories about these amazing miracles and you think maybe just maybe so they run up as close as they can get to jesus and they start to yell out lord jesus have mercy on me have pity on me i mean this is it's a life or death moment because if jesus does not have mercy then there's no there's people could stone them right there's no reason that they should be out of their little colony chasing down Jesus, but they're desperate. In fact, this word, how they were yelling out to Jesus was it, it actually meant to elevate, to lift up. It's like to start to raise the volume because they're desperate. They're in that place.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I, I I'm just picturing it as you're even saying it in the place that they are crying out to Jesus to have pity on them from far, like they are far away, right? Cause they have to keep their distance. They are lifted up their voice. But Jesus hears their cry and Jesus stops Mm. and Jesus responds. And while we are talking about gratitude today, Deb, I do think there's a side note here because what speaks to my heart about that is if you are listening today and you feel far off today, or you feel like you are out there in the, the wilderness by yourself, crying out to the Lord, you know, keep lifting up your voice, lift up your voice. He hears you you know, and he will have mercy on you. That's what he does. He responds in mercy. But back to the story, Jesus responds in mercy toward these 10 men who have a great need. And his response is he gives them some directions. He says, go to the priests and the priests will declare you whole. And so they do, right? Now they have not seen evidence of their healing. They still have leprosy when they turn around and make their way toward the priest, but on their way, they start to uh, receive their miracle. But I think it's really interesting that they obey. And I find it interesting that sometimes when we're desperate, we will obey out of our desperation, right? These guys, whatever Jesus told them to do, they hadn't seen evidence of the healing yet, but they were like, we are in, we are going to do what you said to do. Sometimes desperate people will obey just because of their place of desperation.
0: I think personally, some of the places in my life where I have felt desperate for like healing, emotional healing of something I had to, God, what, what he was instructing me to do didn't make sense and didn't mm. suit what I wanted to do, but my healing took place as I stepped in. Yeah. Obedience. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, yep. it's
0: almost like, I'm not going to sit there and debate with God. Why did you just tell me to do this? Yeah. If you're, are you desperate then Debbie, yep. then go forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. are you desperate then choose to honor god in the situation and as i stepped out that's when i that's when i saw the healing was taking place so these men right they're on their way they step towards the the direction of the priest and they are all instantly healed now you think about this leprosy eats away your flesh and so you are missing body parts you are it's like this um disease that just destroys the tissue this is not something that's on the inside that you can't see somebody looks okay on the outside this is like like body that just so disheveled so um what's the word it's so visible it's such a visible disease that to be instantly healed instantly clean it's a dramatic change it's a it's a Oh my gosh, I was blind and now I see it's that, it's that kind of supernatural experience. And what does this mean for them? I can walk into that courtyard with the priest and show them this skin that is completely healthy looking and they will declare me clean. I can go back to my family that I haven't hugged or kissed or been with since the first day that I realized I had leprosy. I can go and work again. I can, it's like you breathe life, literally Jesus breathed life back into these men. So I'm picturing 10 men losing their mind in celebration, right? They're just so, it's such a gift that's beyond their understanding. But then the crazier thing is one man stops and he turns back to thank the Lord
1: you know, the whole thing was probably a pretty, uh, (laughs) pretty amazing scene. And I do think it is the craziest thing that happens that one man turns back to the Lord. But I have to wonder, like, do I think it's crazy because only one man went back to thank the Lord? Or do I think it's crazy because anyone gave thanks at all? Mm. And the reason I say that is in our um, flesh, the first thing we often want to do when we receive our miracle or our answer, right. Is we want to go running and uh, telling other people kind of going back to the place where we were like, Oh my goodness, I'm healed. I can go back to my family. I'm going back to my family. Like that's kind of what I'm picturing these other nine guys doing, like forgetting the one who gave them, uh, you know, the miracle instead, uh, pressing after the miracle itself. And so I don't know which one I think is, is crazier there, but he came back. This one guy came back, uh, and with a, a very loud voice, thank the Lord. I love you just referenced a loud voice and, and, you know, you said that that, uh, meant elevated. Well, the word for loud here, loud voice is actually the word mega kind of like mega phone. And so Deb, when they had a need, they elevated their voice. And we all do that, right? We're like, you know, God, we need you and with elevated voices when we're in that time of struggle. But when one man turned around and recognized what God had done, how he was set free, how he was no longer a leper, it was like a megaphone. The volume was amplified. To me, these two words, it's like the thank you, the gratitude, was louder than the desperate request, Mm. you know, just full of praise, falling down in worship. And and I think that's pretty powerful because so many times the cry is louder than the praise, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a challenge to me when I think about that, man, I want my, I want my gratitude to be the megaphone, regardless of how maybe loud or desperate the cry was.
0: I think it's tricky because I think sometimes we pray, pray, pray for God to answer. And then he does. And somewhere in there, Satan plants an idea that you did it. Mm. You know, I stuck it out and I worked harder and look what Mm. I accomplished. And and Satan always tries to pull the attention off Mm -hmm. of God. But one man recognized the source of the gift that he had been given. And we kind of say, why didn't 10 men run back, right? Why did only one come down? I think it reveals um, what's normally in your heart. If you are someone who is really looking for the miracle itself and not to see what the miracle worker is doing, then you're gonna just, once you get your miracle, then you're kind of, you're satisfied, right? But when you're focusing on the miracle worker himself, then you, you can't help but run back to them there's Amen, a man that's right matt redmond or somebody had a song um it's like thanking god for the gift but we need to really seek the giver yeah
1: yeah
0: you know i i think we can get we can get off track we'd be really careful because when our thanksgiving needs to be directed to the father because he's the one we were so desperately crying out mm-hmm. to um and if we're not careful we get so focused on well i check that box. I got that answer. Now let's go mm-hmm. back to uh, our normal life. Goes, no, 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 stop. Don't forget the many, many times you got on your face and ask God to intervene, go back, get on your face again and say, thank you.
1: Yep. That's so true. And I do think that that is definitely the root of why uh, sometimes we don't go back, right? Because we're just after the, the answer or the thing, or mm-hmm. instead of after the one, right? Right. But I also think that there's this word, there's this phrase in here, actually it's twice in this passage, uh, and every word is is intentional in the Bible. And it's interesting to see that there's a detail in here that the one that came back was a Samaritan, and Jesus actually calls him a foreigner at the end of the the story that we just read. And I think about uh, a foreigner in those days, or someone who was a Samaritan to the Jewish people, uh, they were already considered unclean. You know, think about the fact that everybody would go around Samaria. They didn't want to go through Samaria because if they bumped into a Samaritan, man, they were unclean. And so I think it's interesting that this individual kind of experienced a sense of unworthiness on his mm. own, aside from leprosy from day one, and maybe there was a, a a deep humility that anybody would reach out to him. Right? He he recognized the greatness of god of jesus reaching out to him because he recognized how inadequate he was on his own and i just wonder about these you know who were the other nine did they not come back because they were jewish citizens who had a standing in society and so why go back and say sorry they were just going to go back into their thing or was it this one man had already come to a place where he was walking in a humble way, where he was already recognizing that he, he couldn't do any of it on his own? And I wonder if the fact that he was a Samaritan, somebody who already recognized that he was unclean on his own, and that's why he came back to say thank you to the one who had made him clean, right? Not just physically, but all through.
0: I think it's your heart posture. You know, we, so we sit here and we listen to this story and we ask ourselves, if it had been me, would I have kept running, you know, to my new life restored, or would I be the one to run back? And I, I'll I i, I I'll be honest, right? I get super excited when there's a big answer to prayer. And I tend to run to the people who've been praying with me, I tend to run right? We're texting, we're shouting things out um, from the rooftop. And it, it's a challenging word, Lord. do we stop and go back and really acknowledge, not just turn our head and say, hey, thanks, uh-huh. but really run back, get on our face and thank God, recognizing he's behind it. So how can we going forward, posture ourselves so that we will be the one that runs back. And I, I think that word humility is a big deal. Mm-hmm. We cannot do anything on our own. I think it's yep. Jesus even said, I can't do anything on my own yep. apart from the Father. That's right. Jesus said that. How the heck yep. could we say right. that we're any different? You know? <laughs> that's so right. if, we to, if we remember that, that everything that we have, everything that we're able to do is coming because of Jesus Christ.
1: Yep. That's coming right.
0: because of the person of the Holy Spirit living in us. If we go through our day recognizing that every gift every gift is not because of our ability but because of his yeah. and his willingness to do that for us in our lives i think we're postured in a better place to instinctively come running back to the father and yeah. it's a learned thing it's like that you know no no child grows up going oh i just know i should say thank you it's yeah. something that we can begin to develop and yeah. Yeah. Pasture our hearts and then teach our kids and our grandchildren, it, like thanking God for the, you know, be be specific in your examples. I, I think of um, just this week, it's been a beautiful fall here in Delaware. And as I walk my granddaughter, I, I see a beautiful tree. And what I've training myself to say is, look, hon, look at Jesus made us a beautiful tree. Like it's yeah. all Coming from him, training the next generation yep, that's to, right. to give credit where credit's due.
1: That's right. Amen. Well, I think long story short, uh, God says, uh, be thankful, right? And we just need to be giving thanks to him because of who he is and his mercy toward us. And if, if there's nothing else that we can say in this moment that we have a grateful heart for, there is Jesus and his love for us and our salvation, um, that should always be at the top of the list. So I don't know if if our listeners are people who sit around the Thanksgiving table and say that one thing that they're thankful mm-hmm. for, right? Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes it is hard because we go through hard seasons. We can always give thanks for God, for what he has done. You know, how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me, right? Old song. I think message.
0: I can hear you singing it if you <Yeah>.
1: I'll do that after Uh, we stop recording. (laughs) But anyway, oh, so so fun. I just love digging into God's word. So be thankful. Yep. When
0: we come back next week, Laura, we have one more day of God Says, one more podcast before we jump into our Christmas series, which I'm super excited about. But next week, we're going to be focusing on God Says, Imitate Me. Mm. Oh, this is a good one. It's a Mm -hmm. really good one. So Mm -hmm. come on back, share this one if you. Uh, know somebody who maybe needs to say thank you a little bit more. You Mm. should share it with them, but man, let's turn into the people that say, I'm the one, I'm the one that turns around and with an elevated, very loud voice, megaphone voice, just yells praise to the father. Thank you. Thank you. So Mm. thank you. Thank you listeners for being with us today. We are mega- thanking you for being part of this family. And we appreciate your prayers. We appreciate you tuning in and sharing from Laura and I, we just say, see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: Thanks guys. See
0: We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us until next time. Remember you were created for more.